This should not surprise us because the scripture is very clear about gossip and its companions. Proverbs 16 and verse 28 says, A froward man soweth strife, and a whisperer separateth chief friends. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 13, A talebearer revealeth secrets, but he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. Praise God. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 9, Debate thy cause with thy neighbor himself, and discover not a secret to another, lest he that heareth it put thee to shame, and thine infant me turn not away. Proverbs 26 and verse 20, Where no wood is, the fire goeth out. So where there is no tale bears, the strife ceaseth. Romans chapter 1 and verse 29, Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 20, for I fear lest when I come I shall not find you such as I would and that I shall be found unto you such as you would not lest there be debates, envyings, wrath, strifes, backbitings, whisperings. Gossip is a thing that is destructive and terrible and Human nature runs to gossip. But I'm thankful for the Holy Ghost that puts up a barrier, an obstacle that says I'm not interested in the junk. What I'm interested in is a move of the Holy Ghost. What I'm interested in is a kingdom that is greater than the kingdoms of this world. Hallelujah. If you've got a problem with that kind of stuff, you're in the right place where a preacher can preach to you and say, we need to raise the bar a little higher. Who cares what Hollywood thinks? National Enquirer and Star Magazine. What I'm interested in is the Word of God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Somebody clap your hands and thank the Lord that we're in a good place. This begs the question, of course, what is gossip and what are rumors? There is a distinction between the two. A rumor is a piece of unverified information nearly on any topic that is being shared with another person. It's unverified. Gossip is some manner of salacious information, often about a person's personal issues that they may not be comfortable sharing that often leads the target to feel shame, embarrassment, or pain. I need to say this right now. If you have failed and you have made a mistake, the church needs a place that acknowledges, acknowledges, we're not going to ignore it, but acknowledges the mistake. But we're also the same folks that say, rejoice not against me, O mine enemy, for when I fall, I'm getting back up. Don't you dare pile on somebody that's trying to make their way back to God. We should link up as an army and say we're going to fight hell with everything that we've got because that person matters. They matter. Gossip can occur everywhere as popularity and Widespread use of social media increases, so is the ease and speed which negative information can be disseminated. A rumor can spread within seconds if it's posted in social media sites like Facebook and Twitter. 
Those social media posts might be later taken down. (laughs) It can be extremely difficult to soften the far-reaching impact of any hurtful messages, and the individual being discussed may feel humiliated and otherwise suffer. Let me interject right here. Be careful what you're posting on social media. Be careful what you're saying because it can come back to haunt you. You need the Holy Ghost to stop you before you press the send button, before you press the upload button. What is this looking like? What is this sounding like? I'm a child of the king. I'm not a pawn of the world. I'm not a pawn of the world's culture. I'm baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm an ambassador to a kingdom that is greater than all the kingdoms of this world. And so I'm going to be careful with what I say and what I post and the perception that is revealed. I know this may be a little old-fashioned for some of you youngsters, but you need to be very, very careful what you do. Your character matters by what you say. You can say, well, it was just all fun and games. I'm here to tell you as your pastor, you better be careful with fun and games because it can come right around and become a whirlwind that takes you away. You need to let the Holy Ghost be the gate on your mouth and the Holy Ghost to be the gate in your mind. You need to be filled with the Spirit. So why? Why do people gossip then? Well, there's a variety of reasons. Sharing negative information about others can be a method that some individuals utilize to make themselves feel better. This may be especially true for insecure people who may, as a part of the struggle to develop their own identity, experience self-esteem issues. And so I can talk smack about somebody because it makes me feel good because I can tear them down just a little bit. Maybe they're a little more talented than I am. Maybe they're a little more, they're smarter than I am. And so if I can injure them some way by my words, I can bring them down to my level and make me feel good about my own insecurities. You need to kick that junk to the curb and say, I need to be around people that are smarter and more talented, that are godly, that can pull me up and can develop me rather than trying to tear down people. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Come on, folks. We need to build each other up, not tear each other down. Sometimes gossiping can be a way to get attention. Knowing something no one else knows about can make a person feel important. In some cases, people may engage in gossip in order to feel accepted. I know what I'm talking about here tonight. If other people in a social group are spreading gossip, it may feel necessary to participate in order to fit in. Gossip can also be a form of relational aggression. If the purpose of gossiping is to get revenge or increase one's social standing, whether an individual feels wronged by another person or is envious of them in some way, they might choose to gossip about that individual or spread a rumor with the intention of hurting or getting back at that other person. You know how you kill envy and jealousy? 
you can kill it really easy. When somebody does something that is successful and notable, you celebrate with them. You're, that's not going to be your natural inclination. It's going to be to find cracks and try to find all kinds of fractures in whatever they've done or whatever they're doing. But when you celebrate, you put a dagger into the heart of envy. I want you to know as your pastor, if you do anything that is successful, I support you and I celebrate with you. The worst thing that could ever happen to anybody is to do something and instead of celebrating, there's a sad sack waiting around trying to pull people down. If God has done great things in your life, I want to be the first on that train to tell you I'm thankful for what God is doing. I, I am blessed with you. I am thankful that God is moving in your life and doing great things in your life. I'm glad that you got that degree. I'm glad that you got that job. I'm glad that you learned that language. I'm glad that you're doing great things in the world because the world needs more people like you. I'm not going to be on the sideline criticizing everything that you do. I want to support you. I want to be in the fight with you. I want to be in the mix. Gossip is harmful. I'm going, I'm, I'm killing several birds with one stone here tonight. It's harmful. Those who are the target of it find it very painful. Being the focus can be humiliating in the moment, and it can have long-term negative impacts on a person's self-confidence, self-esteem. It could contribute to depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, and eating disorders. So don't believe anybody that tells you that the old adage, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a lie right out of the pit of hell. Words do hurt people. You need... You, you need to make sure before you open your mouth and say something ignorant, and we've all been there, done that. I wish I could take back some things. I've said some oopid sue things. I can't say the word because the little kids will get on me. I've said some dumb things. I wish I could take them back, but I can't take them back. Words do matter. You need to be an individual that on your mouth are words of positivity, words that are pure, words that are of a good report. Come on, don't fixate on some little minor insignificant thing over here. Focus on things that are honest and just and right and pure and of a good report. Build up. Don't tear down. Support. Encourage. It can impact a person's performance when people are the subject of this kind of stuff. They may feel difficulty on, important, on focusing on important tasks because they're embarrassed, hurt, or they're anxious. And their reputation can be tarnished by the gossip that is shared. It can impact relationships. It can make a person feel ostracized and alone. And further, it can create conflict when one person learns others are talking about them. It is harmful, harmful. People who consistently spread negative information may even be hurting themselves because it damages their own reputation by signaling you are 
not trustworthy. And you yourself might become the target of rumors and gossip yourself. You don't want a reputation like that. You want a reputation of a child of God, not somebody that is the gossip of the church spreading around all kinds of disinformation, hurtful, destructive, harmful stuff. You know, I, I counted a badge of honor when somebody says, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? And I say, you know what? I've never heard anything. I'm not in that loop. I don't want to be in that loop. I don't want to be in that pipeline. Get me away from that. Why? Because I've got business to do here in Bakersfield, California. There are people that need the Holy Ghost. We're remodeling a sanctuary. We're in this place. We've, we've, got, we've got things we've got to do. We've got revival that needs to happen. One of the great examples in Scripture is found in Nehemiah chapter 6 and verse number 1. Nehemiah, as you know, was the king's cupbearer, Artaxerxes. And when he found out the report from Palestine that the gates of the city of Jerusalem were burned and the walls were torn down, he became very burdened. And the king noticed it and asked him what was wrong. And he told him, and he had the opportunity to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild the walls. When he got there, there was much opposition. Sam Ballant, Tobiah, and Geshem, the Arabian. They wanted to poke holes in what they were doing in the rebuilding of the wall. And so they said on several occasions, meet us together in one of the villages. But Nehemiah said, they thought to do me mischief. And I sent messengers unto them saying, I am doing a great work. I cannot come down. Why should the work cease? Whilst I leave it and come down to you. Nehemiah said, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm building, I'm, I'm doing something for God. I can't come down and talk with you because I know you're up to no good. And this happened. This happened four times. And then finally, Sam Ballot sent his servant with a letter. And this is what the letter said. It is reported among the heathen, and Gashmu saith it, that thou and the Jews think to rebel, for which cause thou buildest the wall that Thou may be the king, according to these words. And thou hast also appointed prophets to preach of thee at Jerusalem, saying, There is a king in Judah, and now it shall it be reported to the king in Babylon, according to these words. Come now, therefore, and let us take counsel together. Nehemiah said, I sent unto him, saying, There are no such things done as thou sayest, but thou feignest them out of thine own heart. For they all made us afraid, saying, Their hands shall be weakened from the work, that it be not done. Now, therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. Gossip drains. It causes fear. Keep building the wall. Work for God. Get a burden for a move of God. Praise God. Nehemiah said, I can't come down from the wall. I'm building something. 
I'm doing something. I'm restoring something in the city of Jerusalem. I can't come down from here and talk about conjecture and rumors and gossip. God has put something into my hand, and I'm going to continue to build the wall. I don't have time for that. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to get an attitude, a spiritual attitude that says, you know what, I'm going to pray for them, but I'm not interested in all the stuff. I'm going to fast for them, but I'm not interested in all of the details because that's going to drain me. That's going to pull me down. You hear what I'm preaching here tonight? This is good, good stuff. It's only going to weaken my position. I'm not going to be as effective in the kingdom of God when heaped upon me are words I really don't need to hear. I want to keep my focus. I want to keep my attitude. I want to see God do great things. I don't have time to get sidetracked. Hallelujah. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying in the house of God tonight? Come on, you got to move past the rumors. You got to move past the gossip. And you got to keep building the wall that God has given you. Amen. Now, let me get to the title of my message because the message is entitled Gossiping with Your Memories. Not only is gossiping against others a bad endeavor, but gossiping with our memories is self-destructive. Failure stinks. There are things that we can't redo. Anybody ever done anything like that? Come on, do I have a witness in the house? You've done something. There's a failure. There's a mistake you wish you could take back. Failure stinks. It's terrible. Praise God. And gossiping with our memories is self-destructive because we go back and we start talking about our failures. We can't get past our failures. We're gossiping with our memories. It's not other people gossiping about us. It's us gossiping about our own situation. I made a mistake, and so I look at the failure, and I zone in on that, and that's all I can see. And I talk about it to myself. I'll never be used of God. Can you believe that Kevin Mark Bradford ever did something like that? He'll never be used of God. That's a failure that is final. And we will gossip with our memories. I'm preaching to somebody here in this place tonight. You're standing at the threshold and you haven't crossed over into God's purpose and calling for your life because you're so embarrassed and ashamed about the things that that you've done, and it may be you and you alone that knows it, but you're you're gossiping with your memories. You're fixated on that, talking about your own failures. I'm telling you, there is a God that knows how to pluck you out of that situation and give you the power and the ability to know that you, you can be a child of God. And his word declares it. Jude chapter 17 or chapter 1 and verse 17. Beloved, remember you the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen how they told you there should be mockers in the last time who are going to walk after their own ungodly lust. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, not having the spirit, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of 
God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power now and forever. Amen. He's able to keep you from falling. Hallelujah. You don't have to fall. You can keep walking because God is on your side. Keep building the wall. Keep moving forward. Gossiping with my memories. We get so fascinated by our mistakes that we navel gaze. Navel gazing is an idiom that is for useful or excessive self-contemplation. I made a mistake. I'll never get past it. You know, what's fascinating is the juxtaposition of Judas and Peter. In the same Closely connected pericopes, scriptures, summaries, chapters, Matthew 26 and verse 69. Peter finds himself at the gate and a damsel said, you were with Jesus, huh? He said, I don't know what you're talking about. He went out into the porch and another maid saw him and said, this fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. And after a while, they came and stood by and said to Peter, Surely you're one of them, for your speech betrayeth thee. Then he began to curse and swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crew, and Peter remembered the words of Jesus, which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. That's a major failure in the life of Peter. And yet, in the continuation, when the morning was come, and the chief priests and elders took counsel of Jesus to put him to death, they bound him. They led him away. They delivered him to Pontius Pilate. Judas, who betrayed him when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders. And he said, I've sinned in that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? See thou to that. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. One leads to destruction. He fixated on his failure to the point that he couldn't bring himself to go beyond the bad memories and failures. And yet Peter, who had just as arguably as great of a failure, in Acts chapter 2 and verse 14, but Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, You men of Judea and all you that dwell at Jerusalem, these are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day, but this is that which was prophesied by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. 
and on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy. One man had the failure and the difficulty but he could never get past his own failures gossiping with his memories that he went out and committed suicide. It's destructive. It's dangerous. And yet another man found it within himself to say, I'm not going to stay in my failure, but I'm going to get up and I'm going to make myself useful in the kingdom of God no matter what others may say. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place tonight. Some of you have been gossiping too much with your own memories, your own difficulties, your own circumstances. How about doing this as we stand in the house of God tonight? How about instead of talking to yourself, and in many cases, it's things that nobody else even knows about, but you fixated on it. How about this? Instead of talking to yourself and gossiping with your own memories, how about taking it to Jesus? Jesus, look at this failure. I can't believe he did this. I can't imagine what he was even thinking. There is a God that says, yeah, I know. I know, but there's a remedy for that. There's a solution for that. And it's called the blood of Calvary that washes and cleanses. You don't have to stay in that circumstance. You don't have to stay in that place because there is an atonement. There is an expiation. There is a removal based on the power of Calvary. Take it to the masters. We lift our hands all over the sanctuary here tonight. Help me just for a moment to pray. God, I thank you and praise you and know that you're reaching for somebody in this place tonight. I pray that you would sink this deep into their spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You know what? The world many times is not our problem. The devil is not our problem. You know our greatest enemy is? It's us. It's us because we're fixated. We're fixated on all the failures and limitations. You know what solves that? When you get your eyes off of your failures and your difficulties and you get your eyes on the master because there is power in what he does. There is power in the cross. There is power in Calvary. I know this message is not for everybody tonight. Amen. But I, but I came specifically to preach to you. I want you to step out tonight. I want you to walk to this front. God's going to touch that man tonight. Come on. He's always, he's, he's already made it easy for you. He's stepped out tonight. I'm, I'm talking to people that really feel, don't, don't come down here if, 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 that, if that's not your deal, but if you feel like there's some things that I've just been so focused on and I feel so insecure and I, I feel fearful and I'm depressed and I feel anxiety and I don't feel like I'm ever going to be what God 
wants me to be. Come on, I want you to step out. Step out, step out, step out. Come on, that's it. Don't, don't block that. Move, move, move to the sides. And... Come on, there's nothing to be ashamed about or embarrassed about. Not in the church. Maybe outside somewhere where somebody could take advantage of you, but not in the house of God. Praise God. Come on, saints of God, would you help me just for a minute for these people that have stepped out in faith? Come on, from the front to the back, side to side. There's still more here. There's still more here. Come on, I, I know where you are. You need to step out. God's put a calling and purpose on your life. I feel a deep move of the Holy Ghost. There are people here that are at their last. You don't have any strength left. You are drained completely. You are weakened because it has been just something that you've been dealing with. You've been dealing, not weeks, but you've been dealing months, and not even months, but multiple months. Your mind is so filled with all kinds of, of junk and stuff that you've even questioned whether or not living for God means anything. I'm preaching to you. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Go on, saints of God. Let's pray for a few moments in the house of God before we leave this place for individuals that can be used of God greatly. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. If you've got a burden for individuals, if you've got a burden with people that are people, I want you to step out from where you are and I want you to find somebody down here and let's pray together. God has put a call on them and the devil is trying his very best to destroy. There's a solution, there's a remedy, God knows where you are.